The Restless Midlifer podcast. Get health, weight and life back on your terms. Hi, welcome to episode 95 of the podcast. Okay, so not a great deal of food for thought for me before the interview because the interview builds on last week's episode. Now, if you remember last week, I took some time out to reflect on where I was in relation to my health, fitness, and particular Operation D move, getting rid of the man boobs. And I was celebrating, I guess, in a way, also the competing at the, for the first time in a CrossFit competition, the Northern Championship scaled um, competition uh, category. Um, so it was a kind of catch myself on and reflect on what next. So this interview is with Mark Telford and Emma Williams. So Mark, some of you may well know, has appeared now four times. This will be his fourth appearance on the podcast. Uh, Mark's got a great background in fitness and training. Is um, a fellow CrossFit TT member, as is Emma, and I'll just I'll, I'll introduce Emma very shortly. Um, and but also has a wealth of experience in both instructing CrossFit now, but also in his background running gym, being PT for a lot of years, and coaching. Oh, hundreds if not thousands of people, including some Olympic female Olympic boxing hopefuls. So a wealth of experience, and I've picked his brains to bits, really, in the last previous episodes. But this time, what I want to do was, because we could, Mark and I competed in the Northern Championship scaled uh, category, was sort of debrief that, and then think about what can I do to focus in on Really, the key goal for me is to really get Operation D move done, get it done, lose the weight, and to prep for um, Kielder Marathon in October, which my son talked me into. So that's my goal, and that was my intention of having Mark along. Uh, Emma is a fellow CrossFit TT member as well, been a member for a number of years, and I'll let introduce, Emma introduce herself during, in the podcast. Um, but through, throughout this, one of the things that um, I wanted to pick Emma's brains about was her own experience of... Uh, CrossFit, life, how she got into it, and also um, the setting of goals and mindset. Because one of the things I know about Emma, or come to know about Emma over the years, is her determination and her, her focus on mindset is, is really phenomenal. And Emma has her own challenges, which she'll, she'll explain in the podcast. But as well as that, as well as exploring that and, and learning a bit more about how Emma goes about, which I think goes about building um, her towards goals and also taking care of herself within that. Um, and she was a great cheerleader, coach, and <laughs> unofficial coach, I guess, uh, and a video camera operator, scorer for our Mark and I when we were comp- doing the qualifiers for the Northern Championship. Um, so it's just a chance for the three of us to get together and kind of celebrate that event, the lead up to it, and then to sort of explore both Emma's story and Mark's, well, Mark's story, but also his advice and thoughts for me, which was very timely because typical me, I was ready to go all or nothing on some sort of extreme whatever that wouldn't work out. And he kind of reared me back in, as you'll see in the podcast episode. So beyond with that very shortly, what I do want to shout, give a shout out to, or who I want to give a shout out to is Aileen Smith, who kindly left a great review for, um, for the podcast, particularly episode 84. For those of you who may remember, that was an episode with Duncan O'Brien, who is a fitness trainer, uh, movement expert, and has a real fascination for movement and how that can affect and improve both our health, our connection with ourselves as human beings, and longevity as well. And in that episode, we explored that in relation to midlife. So it was a great episode. Um, and Eileen, uh, who was a former guest as well on the podcast, um, particularly left a review for that. So thank you very much, Eileen, for that. And um, what I would like to say is, again, if anybody else, if you do enjoy the podcast, please hop over to midlifereshape.com forward slash review and click there to learn how to leave a review, leave a rating, 
and subscribe if you're not already subscribed to share it with somebody else because what I'm really keen to do is spread the word to fellow mid restless midlifers, midlifers who feel like maybe they're a bit stuck or trapped and feel like they're starting to ask that question, is this it? And is this all there is? Is it, I'm working hard, I'm feeling burnt out and surely it can be different because the answer is yes it can. And what I want to do is create a community of people who believe that, who work towards that, who don't, who aren't seeking necessarily perfection, but are seeking that little bit more to make those changes in life that improve our health, our sense of adventure, and just bring that spirit back, the spirit that perhaps we've crushed down in order to meet the responsibilities for life. So that's what it's all about. So it'd be great if you'd hop over to there, midlifereshape.com forward slash review, leave a review, leave a rating, that would be magical, and uh, share it. Share it with whoever you feel is appropriate and get the word out there. That's great. So thank you for that, and um, on with the interview. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of The Restless Midlife. And now, this week is a little bit different in that um, we're straight into guest interview and uh, some of you who are regular listeners or viewers once we get this onto YouTube will uh, recognize Mark Telford. Nice to see you as well. Uh, Mark's been on the podcast a couple of times um, and we're also joined by Emma Williams. So I'll ask Emma to introduce herself very shortly but the point of this uh, episode is to, um, well, selfishly I guess from my point of view, talk about some of the next things in terms of my Operation D-Move but also debrief the um, the CrossFit Games, uh, the, the Northern Championships that uh, Mark and I competed with, uh, competed in, um, and just lessons learned, that kind of thing. And Emma's here because Emma's been through with us through for the whole journey. Really, you've been number one supporter, chief supporter, video camera operator, and um, uh, coach, coach for and, uh, coach, coach for Dave here, and <laughs> sign maker, sign maker. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So Emma, do you want to say hi and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm Emma. Um, I've been at CrossFit nearly two years. Um, I love it. I also follow the worldwide CrossFit as well. Um, coming up to the Open, this will be my second Open. I also competed in the virtual CrossFit Games once it was in COVID, like lockdown. Um, and yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of things about the CrossFit Open, which we'll come to. Um, but Emma, you've you've been at the CrossFit for a few years, obviously now, and, and that's where we we all met you um, there. And um, from our point of view, you're, you've um, a bit of an inspiration, or a lot of an inspiration in terms of the dedication and energy you bring to it. Um, so, do you want to tell people just a little bit about you um, and what brought you to CrossFit in the first place? Yeah. So basically, um, I'd I'd done some like street classes during COVID and stuff, and then I found a PT in my street and then I started weightlifting and stuff then I, I tried out CrossFit SR1 in, in Sunderland but then I found out about tailored training and and I initially um, sent them an email but and I was a bit apprehensive about going because I didn't know where it was how I'd get there and then once I came the the, the atmosphere in CrossFit is just incredible um, no one I'm, I'm a bit different, mobility is a bit different, it's not like everybody else's, but the support and every, everyone's really supportive. Yeah, and you are too, you are to, to us. Oh yeah, support I mean, everybody, you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, I mean that's the thing because that's one of the things about, I love about the CrossFit community. We're, we're, we're going to hopefully not hammer CrossFit too much, <laughs> but it is an indulgent episode, but it is because of the community and the support and the, the inclusive, inclusiveness and um, everything that everybody makes of that. And uh, so your support on the Northern Championships and the, the, the um, qualifiers was brilliant. So I guess just to sort of recap on that, 
back end of last year, was it September, October time we did the, you you came up with the idea, didn't you? Uh, Tell us a little bit about the idea, Mark. Yeah, so I did, I did a, done a, obviously a couple of podcasts with Dave and, you know, I personally find Dave's journey is his whole fitter at 60 than he was at 45 challenge. I, like that inspires me. And so when I, when I obviously train at the same time as Dave does in the morning and I see him come in early and do his burpees and that, I see that dedication and and that means me thinking, right, you know, if Dave can do it, like so can I. And then after doing a few podcasts, I was just thinking to myself, right, why, one thing that we always talk about and we talked about loads on the podcast is having, having goals and, and how they motivate you. And I said, right, Dave, what do you fancy if we do a competition together, like do a, a paired competition? Um, and then it can give you some targets to maybe work on some of the movements that you haven't quite mastered and, and, and we'll have a look. And then out of nowhere, the, the Northern Championships got announced with its online qualifiers. And I think like Dave says, it was about September, October. And I says, this is online, same-sex pairs, scaled division. Why don't we just enter? Um, and then, you know, it's kind of ticks it off the, off the list. Um, and so we did, we decided to enter and then it was over three weeks, wasn't it? There was yeah. three, three separate qualifiers over three weeks. Um, and one thing that I was quite proud of us was we split them all 50, 50, like obviously, you know, it goes, you know, and it's no disrespect today, but I'm more experienced and done more competitions and I'm, you know, fitter, um, at the minute. And so I could have done more. And, you know, Dave could have done less, but when we did the qualifier, we just split it exactly 50-50, um, which a lot of teams don't do, and that's no disrespect to them, but we did it. We didn't, we didn't play it as strengths or weaknesses. We just went 50-50 down the middle. Um, and I was like buzzing with what we achieved. I had no expectation of us making it through the qualifying stage, and I didn't care. It was just yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that step on the ladder to do something new, get out of your comfort zone, challenge yourself to do something that you haven't done before. Dave was doing pull-ups and, and we were doing um, thrusters and clusters and all sorts of different things that, you know, just really like sort of pushing yourself um, and have no expectation of necessarily getting through. But we did. And that, <laughs> we did. But we did. We did. By our by, by your merits and by our own merits, we qualified, which was, you know, pretty special to be fair and um, led to a really good weekend. Yeah, it was great. And um, and that, uh, Emma, you were you helped us out with the filming, so because you have to you have to prove the standards, don't you? you have to film them um, and that kind of thing, and the encouragement, which was great. So, uh, and you're desperate to do a competition as well, aren't you? At some point, but so we're gonna we we'll have to try and find one to where we can maybe do a pair paired competition or something like that, shouldn't we? If we can. Yeah, so my goal in in CrossFit is to get to at least one competition because yeah. at the moment I don't meet the minimum standards. I can do the the movements, but the, the weights is the issue for me at the moment. So I'm slowly starting to build up mm. and I enjoy getting PBs and, and enjoy getting stronger. And um, Because when I was watching the competition, um, I said to Dave's wife, I said, I, I wish that was me. Mm. competing I, I said I said I, I wouldn't have minded if I didn't get through to the finals I would have just liked to be in yeah. it because I 
uh, my previous activities, like I've I've run ten k's, I've run half marathons. I've been in it, I haven't won it, but I've enjoyed yeah, yeah, the competition. Yeah. yeah, and we were talking about this because this is one of the as inclusive as CrossFit is, which it is. It does its it does its utmost to scale things down and whatever. It's just the numbers, isn't it, for the competition uh, the numbers of that's it, in the category. That's the the challenge. Like when you look at the CrossFit Open, let's say we'll talk probably a bit more about that later on. But when we talk about the Open. There is categories for everyone, you know, 85 pluses, yeah. 80 pluses, adaptive athletes that are, you know, much like in the Paralympics where you have the different categories. There's, there are, are loads, the, the different junior classes, um, pretty much everything there's a group for. But the problem you have is that in some of the groups, there's, there's just not many people. So Emma last year, what was it? There was a 24... They entered the Open in your category last year? Yeah, and the top 10 got through to the like a semi-final. Um, and I was in, in one of those um, top 20, and I, I, was, I, I was over the moon. But on the third event of, of the Open, um, I literally got off the bus, and me, I was psyching myself up. And, and because I've got autism, I got so overwhelmed mm-hmm. that when I was in CrossFit, I was... I was crying and people were saying, what are you crying for? And I was like, well, I'm so overwhelmed because this is big for me, getting oh, through yeah. to something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's brilliant. I mean, just, I guess, to explain the Auburn, the, the Auburns are the Auburn qualifiers for the CrossFit Games, which is a worldwide yeah. competition. And if you ever um, want to look at some of the, the, the fittest on earth as they're as the, the branded, you can search for that in Netflix or Apple TV or whatever, and you'll see some of the, the, the unbelievable games. You can look on YouTube, to be fair, yeah. to a lot of that. But you're right, they have the Auburn, so anybody can end there. Uh, that's it. It's... it's it, they call it the largest mass participation sporting event in the world. Um, and the idea is anyone can enter. You don't even have to be registered at a CrossFit gym. Mm. You just pay your entry and you enter. You call it the leaderboard. Uh, now they do it over three weeks. And they release one workout every Thursday, I think it is. Yeah. Um, every Thursday, um, usually it's like midday. Pacific time or something random like that. 8pm UK time. They release it and then most gyms, most CrossFit boxes around the world will do an event on a Friday night yeah. and try and get as many people in to participate. Some will register for the Open itself, some won't. Um, and then you have to submit your entry by, is it the end of play Monday? I think so. Yeah. So you've got yeah. basically all weekend to do it and you have to have a... You either have to do it at your, your gym and be registered by one of your coaches or judges at the gym, or you have to get a CrossFit affiliated judge to judge you to submit your standing. If you believe that you're one of the world elite and you're going to come in the top 10%, then you have to submit a video mm. to be judged by a judge as well. So, But the idea is that anyone can go. So I think last year, I think there's about 260,000 people across all the different categories. I think the year before was a similar number. But the idea is that no matter who you are, like Emma says, when you do a marathon, you're not there to win it, you're there to do the best that you can. And um, it gives you a benchmark. And every year you've got something to chase and something to improve on. And um, you know the, the way that they do the workouts now, you've got your scale that anyone can really do. They do like a low equipment options, you know, they do, they, they've got so many different variances yeah. to try and get everyone involved. So 
it is like a massive community event and you know it is it is fun scrolling through the leaderboards to see where you where you are as the Two hundred and forty thousand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how how well do you have to do it the next one to get into that top, you know, ninety percent or whatever it might be? And yeah. Um, yeah. and also, but also, it's great seeing people that you know, you know, and seeing how they've done and being and being part of it. And you know, there's there's maybe people in the gym who you know that you're always close with on the leaderboards, and it's like right. I'm gonna like have a. They don't know I'm competing with them, but I'm gonna see if I can beat them on this workout and stuff. So it's just a, you know, a way to kind of put into practice all that you've done, and then like obviously Dave says, ultimately, the top ten percent go through to like the online quarterfinals for the CrossFit Games, and it's your initial pathway into going to the games. Yeah, yeah, which is which are unbelievable when you watch them. But I think for me, this is this is the thing, and and I totally get where you're coming from Emma. it is about the community and the taking part and just the buzz of it and and um, for me as a midlife and, and for today as we've said Emma you're an honorary midlifer because you're too young to be <laughs> <laughs> but we'll let you off for this one I think Mark's bordered on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the masters now I'm the masters <laughs> yeah no but for me this is about um, when you talk about goals it's about having that direction of travel, you know, the 50, 50 at 66 than I was at 45, all of that direction, but you, you kind of need something shorter term. To yeah, break down. And if that goal can be something that is, it, it involves people, it's community, it's fun, it's, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was really nervous on the day of the competition, but there's something about the buzz. It kind of moves you along, it motivates you, it brings it to a motivation. Oh, 100%. Like, the, the, you know, Whenever you go to a competition, it doesn't matter what you say, but it's like you're doing a half marathon or a 10k or whatever, when you're in amongst those other people, there's you access a, an extra percentage yeah, of yeah. yourself that you don't know exists. Like yeah. that, I always say that, um, like, Fodka fear of death causes adrenaline, and like, yeah, okay, you're not going to die in, um, in there, but when you're there, that adrenaline that, that you create. Gives you that extra ten percent, like yeah. when you hear those stories of people jumping over cars and whatever. When you've got all those people watching your fireworks going off, disco lights, people screaming, there's you. You don't want to stop or drop that bar or yeah. take those few less steps. You're like, oh, I've got to, yeah. you know. Whereas in in the gym on a on a Monday morning at half past eight, you might go, yeah. nah, I've had I'm enough there. <laughs> that that'll do. That'll do, pig. Whereas when you're in that competition environment and you've got that hype behind you just like you just want to leave it all on the floor yeah it's like the encouragement i guess when you say the half marathon which one was it that you did Emma? was it the... i did three i did annick yeah sunland when they right. did the sunland half marathon and the great north run oh cool well i mean i bet all of those will have a good atmosphere i know the north run are the only one i've done but... well annick i was by myself because um i was last very right. last and, um, well, well done for doing it. Ah, yeah, yeah, just finishing and it. So I've been last week a couple of times. The, so. the, the back, um, the back marker, as you call it, in running, um, was was in a van, and he said, "Are you sure you don't want to get in the van? I'll just take you back." I said, "No, I'm going to complete it," mm. and I completed that in three hours nineteen. Excellent. I, although it was, um, my mindset, it's it's all about mindset as well, because for me, I was like, I was in so much pain, like cramping and stuff, yeah. and I was. Um, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish it. That was, that was my mindset. I'm, I'm gonna finish it. Um, it took us three hours nineteen to complete that. Yeah, wow. It, it doesn't surprise me that you did de the determination. I remember seeing a market. You can bottle your determination. Ah, uh, million But uh, I mean, yeah. So that was brilliant. I mean, you know, and I, I think 
that's the thing about these events is the determination that you bring to them. But then if the crowds are there, like the North Run, I'm, I'm guessing with that, the, the, obviously that's a massive event, isn't it? So there's loads of crowds there to, to encourage you along, yeah? Yeah, and for me, um, I'm not like the one, like people might get really focused and stuff. Um, but for me, I don't, I don't know if it's an autism thing, but I'd look around the room, see who's there, right. see who's there, and then slap the hands as you go on past. All right. Oh, and oh, do yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Add an extra five miles because you're going <laughs> left and right across the road to tag all your fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, that's being present to it, isn't it? Present to the experience. I enjoy it. And I think you can sometimes forget that in those things. But I guess going back to the competition, because I don't want to dwell too much on it, but it was just more a launch pad for some other questions I had really uh, full on butter. I think you're right about the actual day. There's something about the buzz that can just push you that little bit more. Because um, I achieved like a couple of personal bests in it. Yeah. One of you on the, the the cleans, the power cleans, and uh, what have you. So it was it was really really good for that kind of thing. Um, and I think I guess the the question I've got after that is, or the question I'm I'm sort of saying is, what next? Without jumping too soon, because you've got to celebrate and acknowledge what you've achieved, but. If I'm trying to keep that trajectory going of being fitter, maintain it, I'm already fitter than I was at 45. Yeah, yeah. But I want to not get complacent and whatever. Um, it's that setting of other goals. So my son Thomas has talked me into doing the. I didn't really talk me in, he just suggested it, but I, I, I picked him up for doing the um, Kiel Marathon in October. So I guess my thoughts moving forward in terms of my goals, um, and I'll ask you about your goals in a minute, yeah. but like my goals coming forward are. Um, Keep the CrossFit going, but not like necessarily focus on build, deliberately building it. Just yeah. do the workouts, do the thing, naturally build. Pick up my running, but really get the operation team move, which is to get rid of the man boobs <laughs> and finally sort of shred it. Because I think I'm, I, I kind of I'd lost a fair bit of weight, stalled. That's when operation team move came in. Lost a little bit, but also probably put on a little bit of muscle tone, mm. etc. So it's kind of almost bumping along on a plateau. So for me, I guess it's it's what next in terms of what... Focusing on the weight loss without going silly or extreme, which is the key theme about this is sustainable no. in the right way. What I think the training probably takes care of itself in the sense I know the CrossFit, I've got a marathon training plan that starts in a few weeks. What, what are your thoughts on kind of just keeping the so I think like the, there's always the trap, like you say, of, of, of doing too much and eating too little, trying to ch- achieve everything all at once. Yeah. So I think it's for. For when you're try, you're you're still trying to train at like a reasonable volume, like you say, your CrossFit being fairly regular, your running's going to pick up a little bit. How many times a week are you running at the minute? Um, well, I'm I'm probably starting probably three times a week from mm-hmm. this this week, um, and then I think the plan generally is three or four times a week. Yeah, as it goes forward. So if you're you know ultimately you've got to make sure that you're still providing your body enough fuel nice. to to finish and achieve those things like you you don't want to you don't want to be fatiguing yourself because then you start a risk injury but in turn you do want to make sure that you're in that kind of deficit where you are seeing that that downturn in the body weight so you're trying to you're trying to sort of balance balance on that edge where you're taking just a little bit less than you need just a little bit less than you're using but not too much that by the end of the week you're like oh just like in an absolute hole here. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is you still want to make make time for like nice things in there. Like, you know, you wanna you wanna kind of look at you know, you don't want to live like a monk. I think we talked about that yeah. before. Like you you know, for what you want to achieve, you can achieve what you want to do mm. without living like a monk. Yeah. You've just got it's just saying, right, what can I curb here? 
how am I going to punish myself there? You know, like if I do overindulge on on this day because I've got a family party or a function or I'm going to a concert or I'm going out for Sunday lunch, okay, right, Monday, I'm going to be that little bit cleaner. I'm going to train that little bit harder because I've, I've rewarded myself yesterday. And then, you know, and then you balance it out and it's like that, I guess, kind of the yin and the yang. Um, and it's probably just a case of being a bit more accountable to yourself of, of like what you are eating. Mm. Um, like, I, like when we talked about it before, I'm, like I don't track my food all the time, mm. but I have done in the past. Yeah. And therefore I have like a pretty good idea of what I'm taking in and, and what I'm doing. Cause I just make the same stuff all the time and I'm really boring, but, but maybe it's a case of right. What I'll do for this, for once I've started this running, maybe now is the time to track what I'm eating, not necessarily manage it too much, but do a bit more tracking, but make myself a bit more accountable. Look at where my easy wins are right, in terms yeah. of what I'm taking in. And then, and then maybe it is a case of doing, I'd say the biggest thing is like progress photos, which, which is like, <laughs> you know, I think that's, you know, I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of the scales. Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more of a fan of the belt holes than I am of the scales, yeah, yeah. you know, and like as hard as they can be, progress photos are the best way to see whether you've lost the right kind of weight. Right. The scales, I think, like as much as it can annoy me, I think it was James Smith that once said, um, he said a line, it was something like, all that the scales do is measure your relationship to gravity. <laughs> and I was like, that's a really good point. You know, you're just an object getting pulled into the floor and that's all that that tells you. It doesn't tell you anything beyond yeah, that. And we get obsessed yeah. with this number. So, while we want to lose weight, the important thing is what type of weight are we losing? Yes. Right. We want to lose those, we want to lose the moves, we want to lose the gut, you know, maybe want to trim a little bit off the rump, do you know what I mean? We maybe want to lose a bit of love handle, whatever it is. And losing weight doesn't necessarily mean we've done that. We could all lose weight, yeah. but we might have just lost water, might have lost muscle mass, you know, all of those things without ever actually addressing you know, those actual yeah. issues. Yeah. So the easiest way to see them, you know, are our progress pips. And what I always sort of think that you're best off doing is obviously progress pips, you're not going to see the the instant gratification that scale does. So you need to make sure they're done in the right, the same time, the same environment and a good distance of time apart. So it might be that you do them six weeks, but you do them at the same time of day, in the same lighting, facing the same way with the camera in the same place. So that when you step in, you know, you're getting an accurate representation. I always think that it's good to do them when it's dark, right? Because then you can control the light. So if you, if you like shut your blinds and then you turn, use your internal lighting, that's going to be the same. Whereas if you do it in the daylight, your daylight might be greyer one day, lighter than another day. Mm. You want to try and keep the pictures, like whatever you're producing as your progress pictures, as identical as possible. Right. And I think there, you know, when it comes to Operation Day Move, 
they're, they're the they're the real yeah the real crux to it you know yeah. um more so than the the scales and and like say like so for the for me the the belt you know the belt hole yeah when you when you've got to move a notch down on the belt you're doing good work yeah. or in my case you've got, you've got to move the belt up i've done good work you know yeah 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 it's interesting i think you're right about the scales because there's times when and and I suppose to speak to clients about this is how how and when do you measure what are you using as a, as a measure and um, that can vary so wildly from day to day, can't it? Um, oh, hugely. Um, yeah. I think like you know, especially in like females, you know, like weight fluctuations in females can be absolutely humongous and it can be nothing to do with what they've eaten. Mm. So if you're if you're weighing yourself, you know, three times in a month and you've been really good. And not one of those ones all of a sudden you're four and a half pound heavier mm. like it can be like an absolute mood killer and it can be nothing to do with anything you've done wrong yeah but our first impact is to go oh that that gin and tonic i had on the friday album like that's ruined me and it hasn't mm. and that's where the where the the scales you know yeah. don't tell the whole truth yeah um and like you say different times a day i once did a little experiment of just like weighing myself um over like three days once in the evening once in the morning and once at midday and you know i was about two and a half kilos different so that's what just over five pound different across all three of them right. um for, and, and that's just how your body goes so i usually say best time to do it first thing in the morning before you have any breakfast after you've been to the toilet or whatever it might be but but whatever you do it's got to be on the same. Mm. So whatever you do on that first weigh-in, it's the same. It's the same. So if you get weighed in, if you get up for work at six a.m. on a Monday, um, and you go and weigh in before you've had your coffee, um, the next time, six weeks later or four weeks later, whenever it might be, same situation. Yeah. Wake up. But if it's if you're doing it in the evening, that's also fine. But it's, okay. That's got to be the same time, yeah. same day, same situation. If you've had a day where you know you haven't eaten anything that day, then in the previous time you'd had a good full day's eating, probably then is not the day to mm. weigh yourself, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because I, I suppose um, with with different people, it's they can use the scales as as a tool, mm -hmm. sometimes as a, as a, almost even like on a daily basis as a way of, keeping themselves right so it's kind of it's funny how it's used in lots of different ways that's the experience i find with lots of different people oh. so for me it's about your relationship to it do you have a reasonably okay not necessarily positive but an okay relationship with it or do you find that it it can destroy you yeah you exactly yeah like, people okay. are, some people are controlled by it you know like they their whole weekend will be ruined yeah. by what those scales say yeah. on a friday and then they'll go, oh, well, I can't have this. I can't, oh, I'm meant to go out with my friends, but I don't want to go anymore right, because, right, yeah. because of what the scales are saying. Yeah. You know, and, and, and oh, the, the scales are saying I've put on weight so I'm a bad person, you know, or, or the alternative, oh, I've lost, I've yeah. lost two pounds, right? Kebab time. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, kebab, kebab and 10 pints. Yeah. Whereas really, actually, you only lost two pounds because you know, you didn't drink any water yesterday and you're actually really dehydrated. Probably the worst thing you can do now is go and have a spoonful, you know, but 
but people let them let them become their boss and tell them how to like behave so like say you've got that healthy relationship where you use it as a guide and you go well i've put on a cup i've put on a pound but to be fair last three weeks it's been tough i've been a bit erratic i know where i'm going make some more make some small changes yeah, yeah as opposed to that relationship of right i've got to get up and see what the scales say yeah. i've had a bad weekend what how bad was it like look at the scales you know I think that's the thing about the skills is it can spin, particularly a lot of the work I do is how do we manage the self-talk around it and if the skills can spin you off after, well, what's the point or I'm just useless, I'm never going to be, then it can spin you off in the wrong, something that can be rectified or it may not even be a problem in reality is an issue. So yeah, thank you. I think that's really good advice and you you said something about trying because I know, I mean, you you were um, talking to John Lee and Michael about your... um, the, the food, you're tracking your food, weren't you? And that was because of the diabetes. Do you want to? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. Cause you cut yourself if, if need be. But you're happy to talk about a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I, um, a good few years ago, I discovered a lump, um, and I thought, well done. This is not. This is not right. Um, so then I went to the doctor, and I was um, very surprised about what he said. He said it's a diabetic lump. Right. So, um, from there, I got regular testing and stuff, um, and then. Recently, I found out I've been diabetic for four years, mm. um, and the my numbers have slowly creeped up. But since I got married, um, I've, I've I've been um, I've had some eye complications as well recently: retinopathy in both eyes and maculopathy in one eye. So um, me my right eye is not working as as properly. But what you're saying about food is. Um, I know I have to do better. I always call myself a bad diabetic <laughs> because, um, but when I was with, the difference is when I was living with mum, mum would help us with the food, get healthy stuff and stuff like that. And Wayne's been really good. My husband, he's been out to get um, stuff as well. But I haven't got a total grasp on, on the food. But um, so for me, they said it's diet and was it diet and exercise or diet and weight? No, diet and diet and exercise. Yeah, and so, um, so okay. So I picked up the exercise this year. I walked twenty eight k last month, and this month I'm focusing on CrossFit. So trying to yeah. get there three times a week, mm. um, and so I'm hoping that the, the increase in exercise will help because the the nurse is it's giving me metformin now. Yeah. Um, and recently I got told that other people's on metformin and they're losing weight with it. I mean, weight loss is, is, is important to me. Well, I want to be like the other people at CrossFit with with abs. I've, right. I've, I've just got a belly. I don't have abs. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't got abs. I don't have abs yet. So, um, but, and then, um, and I was just thinking this morning, actually, I was thinking, well, I'm, I'm I'm probably not going to get there, but I'll just keep keep up the exercise, keep up um, the healthy eating in in, in in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I, th- I think actually that's a good point, you know, because um, you know you t- you mentioned Jim. Is it Jamie or James Smith? The the he's a social media. Yeah, uh, James Smith. Yeah, James Smith. Like, I, I've kind of grown to like him because he's very honest about this. And one of the things he said was. Um, 
he talks about honesty in, in social media around fitness and the presentation of people with abs and all of that. And like, do you actually want to live the life that you want that you would have to live to that? And I think yeah. this is a really important thing because for me, that there's always the element of how you look, but it makes it's health and it becomes more so, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not diabetic, but I'm guessing with diabetes, you've got, you think health as well. But for me at my age, I'm definitely thinking it's about health span. Um, and, I want to enjoy my life as well. Oh, you, know, you do, that right? Balance. Yeah. There's got to be that balance. I like to say, I mean, not like, I'd say on balance that at the minute I'm probably the fittest across the board that I've ever been in my life. Yeah. There's been times when I've been faster, and there's been times where I've had more static strength, and there's times where I've been better at one thing. But if I put it all into a package, I'd say at the minute I'm probably the overall fittest mm. that was yeah i can't run a sub 18 minute 5k anymore and i i can't necessarily like box how i used to and i probably not got a 400 meter time like i used to but when i was running the fastest five when i was running a sub 18 minute 5k i also probably couldn't deadlift 108 kilos you know like it's so I overall I may I may now run a twenty two minute five k but I can clean and jerk plus my body weight you know and and so it's fine and I can get up off the floor off my back you know as many times as you want me to and it's like like you say it's that balance and that health of overall of how I'm doing overall mm. that I think it's like you know certainly to me something that I've started to value as more of like okay well don't Rather, I used to always be like all in on like one thing and knowledge, whereas now I'm kind of like right, find that balance and be better at everything, as good at everything as I can, and work on those weaknesses a little bit more. But even saying that, like I say, I'm still the the fit, probably the fittest I've ever been, and I still I haven't got abs, mm. I haven't haven't got massive biceps, I haven't got like huge calf muscles bigger than mix, but that's just in case he watches just to wind him up. Um, but like, um, you know, but in turn, I like a glass of wine. Mm. I like a glass of beer. Mm. I love going out with Amy and eating food. Yeah. Um, I like, I spend time scrolling Instagram to find interesting places to buy cakes. I like going for it. I like taking Teddy out for pizza. And, I'm not going to stop doing all of them. Yeah. If I did, I'd probably be a lot better and a lot fitter than I am. But for me, I love going across it. I go five or six times a week. I coach it once or twice a week. And I love that. Mm. But I'm never ever going to qualify for the CrossFit Games. Mm. I've got my own personal goals. But realistically, all of them can walk hand in hand with a few glasses of beer and a kebab. Yeah. You know, I'm like, not, yeah. it, it, you know, unless you want to be in that top 5% in the world or that top 2%, that's when you want to make those yeah. sacrifices. Other than that, you can achieve pretty good results by being pretty good. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things like we talk about at work and, you know, we talk about big business and, and you know, as, as horrible as it is, you know, something that's a real pain to us on a day at work, you know, that's really bad, really does our head in. The business as a whole 
doesn't really care about that individual incident. Because that business, especially if you work for like a big company, you know, for them to solve each individual problem, they might need 2,000 people just to solve these. So that you would have 100% return, but it's costing you 2,000 employees. And as horrible as it sounds, no business is going to do that. If they can if they can employ a quarter of that and employ five hundred people and get ninety percent of the return, that's what they're going to do. And that's kind of how I view my fitness life and my body. If I wanted to do a hundred percent, I could give up any like all the alcohol, all the like booze, going out, eating all the rich food, have a really planned diet, really structured, eating a perfect deficit, but. Why? Yeah. Like we would just sap all the fun out of anything, you know. Like I'm going out on Friday. I've made an absolute boo boo, and I've I've booked to go out on Friday with some friends. Right, so I'm going to miss the first um like Friday night lights. But it is what it is, you know. I'm still going to go out and have a good time, and then yeah. I I have to work out when I do the workout. Might be a Monday morning. Yeah, not like the hangover is. But but, yeah. but you know you're getting I'm still getting a relatively good return out of it. I'm still like I said, in spite of all those other things that I do, I'm still fitter and stronger yeah. than I've probably ever been in my life. So I think that's going back to your point, Emma, about the 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 goals is that I've sort of you know in the younger day I would have, uh, you know you look and think oh I'd love to have a six pack all of that kind of thing but there's other things become a priority and also it is the enjoying of life isn't it and you you obviously you've said your goals now is to come to CrossFit for two or three times a week yeah um, and obviously improving because you've you've achieved a couple of personal bests in this last week haven't you with lifting and stuff yeah um, I mean that's got to have a big impact on your health I would guess overall you know as a non medical expert but I would imagine the strength and fitness that you've improved there it's got to have a good impact on it yeah so for me um, goal wise this year is I'm doing Total Warrior in July oh yes it's, so oh, that'll be good I'd, yeah. um, I'd like a reasonable amount of fitness and strength for that so yeah. I'm, I'm focusing on that as a short term goal yeah. and um, in my mindset going back to my mindset is I, is I want to get stronger for me it's not about the fitness it's about strength I'm right. focusing on strength. Right, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sort of hand over the mark there, but my understanding, obviously, strength is a really, really important part of general fitness, particularly as you, as you move on in age. You've got to preserve it and build it as much as you can uh, because it does definitely. decline, and it's part of you know your, your health span rather than just your Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, right, I think we all look around at you know, our elders and we see what sort of quality of life are they leading. And you see the person who's late 80s walking to the shop, buying their own dinner, um, cooking their own dinner, and, you know, still having a bit of crap with their pals and going out for a bit of food or going for a dance. And then you see the people in their early 70s in mobility scooters, using stainless steel lifts. And ultimately, I don't think there's anyone out there who looks and cho- chooses option B. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's the reality. No one looks and goes, in, yeah, mid-70s, I want to be hmm. relying on a mobility scooter. Then, so, you know, we need to keep our joints strong. We need to keep our bone density, you know, particularly females, you know, the risk of osteoporosis and osteoarthritis, you know, those um, 
we need to make sure that we we load in our body and you know let's say at the end of the day a squat yeah okay we're doing it with barbells we're doing it with dumbbells we're doing it with kettlebells whatever it might be but the purpose of that squat is so that when we're 70 75 85 90 we can get up out of the chair under our own power yeah, yeah. the the burpee i seen something it was like a meme or something the other day and it was like what is a burpee and it is falling over and getting back up like <laughs> like that is what we're ultimately doing yeah. and if we can if we can keep doing a burpee into our 80s then that means that we're going to be able to get up off the floor we're going to get out of bed in the morning and and being able what we're doing now putting those weights on there is putting that money in the bank we're buying that time that yeah okay when we're in our 80s we probably ain't going to be doing grace (laughs) at 50 kilos but if we can put the pans back in the cupboard happy days because there's a lot of people who can't you know and um i think there's you know there's there's a lot there's a lot of research out there and i would i would say there's a lot of source data as triple source data on this like the food the food market is like food and nutrition is so contradictory that there's a lot of things that you know it's hard to go into because you can read one paper one day and one paper another like you know the you look at the whole vegan and carnivore thing. You know, I I know a lot of vegans who look extremely unhealthy. Mm. You know, yet I also know that some of the best athletes in the world are vegan. Mm. I know that you know the the best indoor rower in the world is a hundred percent carnivore. Right. So so you, you know you you're never going to find a transfer, but there are some things that do do track across everything and you know there's there are links to like processed sugars and processed foods leading to things like chronic illness like alzheimer's and stuff like that there are there are definitely there were studies out there for almost everything but at the end of the day i think taking some of those processed foods eating more natural products eating a bit of meat eating a bit of fish eating a bit of veg eating a bit of grain getting some variety in your diet that's what you want really well there's that and it's it's Going back to the enjoyment, it's when you were saying like, like, yes, I want my life a health span. I want to be as fit as I can. God willing, all the things because you know stuff can happen. I might, yeah. have, you know, genetically bad habits from the past. Whatever, I'm doing what I can now. Yeah, hundred percent. But at the same time, life is now. Was it the Beatles or one of them said, "Life is life. Life is ha- what happens while you're busy making plans." And it's it's easy to focus too far about yeah, hundred percent. So what you what you talked about Emma before when you're saying you've got my goal, my short term goal, but you're still here and enjoying it. You're still enjoying like like noticing people slapping people's hands when you're doing a run and you know on the on the north run. You you you're enjoying the process. You know, I mean, you, 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 that's one of the things you bring that kind of smile and that joy into the into the gym, don't you? When you come along. Yeah, so at CrossFit, um, I always like to dance. Depends what the <laughs> yes, song is. That's right. Um, and um, even when we had the stroke uh, event in September, yeah. the first time I went, um, the DJ played "Sweet Caroline," and that's I was, right, I... and we all were dancing, um, and. I like to bring the fun element 
to it. We don't need to be um, serious all the time. Yeah. It can be fun as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think that's a, it's that balance, isn't it? Trying to like, I am working towards this goal. I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to commit to doing that. But what about now? Yeah, and you know, as somebody like 52, you know, hopefully a good few years ahead, I've spent too much of my time in the past passing by moments, looking at the future. So enjoying it now is the is the main goal. So I, I love your advice and thoughts around that because we've talked just just for the benefit of listeners who may not have picked up. Mark's been on well, three times actually. First time you took you shared your your midlife story. Second time we talked about um, a bit more about food, uh, batching batching batch and, and stuff. And there's some great advice in there. So I'll try and dig out the episode number if anybody's interested. But it was about doing that prep so that uh, you've got something nice and tasty. Um, with less friction, yeah, um, and you can get on with your life and enjoy it. So that was really useful, and really your perspective today for me is a reminder, Dave. Don't go silly, don't go extreme. You know, yes, you want to, you want to carry on, and just slight shift in me focus here. To like before, it was right. You need to sort of build up the CrossFit, build up the ability to do the thing, and it's all good. It's all done, done me really well. Now, slight shift, the running. Let's get D moved done. And, and and you know the reality is for you and and obviously you know I mean it with no disrespect, running is going to be easier when you weigh less. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so it's your 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 operation D move walks hand in hand with the the marathon training. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You're going to bet one improving one of them is going to benefit the other without even doing anything on the other. You know, and it's like you know for the CrossFit side of things, like you manage to chest bar pull-ups at the championships which was amazing like yeah, totally so unexpected yeah, yeah. and you you in the qualifier you've also done normal pull-ups and again you've got the technique you've got the timing but if you were pulling five kilos less weight yeah, yeah. it's yeah, going to exactly. make those those are going to get easier by default as well so you've kind of got you've almost got a self-fulfilling prophecy of motivation yeah. there because by achieving in one, you're already going to achieve in a, you know, help another goal. And yeah. um, I think that, that, that'll be a challenge. You didn't seem too keen on the, um, progress pictures, mine, Dave. The reaction <laughs> to that didn't seem, um, oh, it's, I've, I've done them in the past. And, um, I think that's, that's actually a good point because the thing about the progress pictures is it's not the pictures themselves. Although, you know, I'm not particularly excited about doing them, but no, the point is I have taken them in the past. But when in the past of efforts, like over the years, it's been the all or nothing with me. You go ex- you go all in or you don't bother. Mm-hmm. And what happens is it doesn't last. And therefore, the progress picks show nothing and me- become meaningless. Whereas this time around, and I have, to be fair, I have taken it. And, and I've said, because I said when I talked about Operation DMOOB, when I launched it, if you like, in one of the episodes back in uh, last year, I can't remember exactly when it was. Um, I had a couple of pictures historically over the last couple of years because I remember when I set out to lose the weight, what, pre-lockdown, I can't remember when it was, um, I took one then and then forgot about them and then I've taken another and then forgot about it. And when I look, there has been, uh, there's definitely improvement, there's yeah, definitely yeah. that. And there's not just a shift in weight, but also a shift in body shape. Yeah. Um, and they're never going to see light of day, folks. <laughs> No, that, no, that's, that's the point of it. it. Doesn't have that to. Doesn't have to. So for me, you're right. What I need to do is take those pictures now, not this minute. <laughs> Put them away, and then how, how? So how frequently do you reckon I should take them if that's a case? I I think you, you know, progress pictures 
show a progressive change over a period of time. Yeah. You're not going to see massive changes inside, say, six weeks, really. Okay. So I, I think between four and six weeks okay. is, a, is, a, is, a, is a good guide. I think, like, you know, it, it is because that's what they're there for. Then they're there for that change of body composition. That scales will never show you a change yeah, of body composition. Right. Scales are never going to show you if your shoulders have got broader. Yeah. Scales are never going to show you if your chest has got bigger. Scales are never going to show you the lines on your legs because your quads are more defined. Yeah. You know, they're never, you're never going to see those on the scales, but you'll see them, the sort of things that you see in photo. Right. But those, you know, you know, there's a, the, these things happen over time. Um, and so I always think, you know, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, right. you probably see a change. And it's one of them where, yeah, okay, the first six weeks you might see, oh, quite a substantial change, might feel a little bit less fat around the, their neck because, you know, everyone kind of changes shape from different places. And then the, 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 the second six, you might say, I can't really see a change. You know, six weeks later, I don't see much. But then when you compare six weeks later to the first week, week one, you're right. like, yeah, oh, yeah. hang on a second. Like, yeah, yeah, actually, there's a massive difference, mm. you know. Um, and, and, and they add up. So I just think, I think if you're doing four to six weeks, ideally you want to see some sort of change. You should see some sort of change. Um, before that, again... I don't think you'd see a change, and that's where the demotivation yeah. can kind of happen. And I think, yeah, I think it's a bit like scales, and that if you're looking at it the next week, you kind of oh, it's not working, blah, mm-hmm. etc. So it's about. So I think what actually what what was useful was when I launched Demove, um, and then probably a couple of months after that, I did dig the photos out from, and uh, to see out of curiosity, and I did see a change. Yeah. Um, so you're right, but I've forgotten about them in between. I think that's part of it. Is just get on with the process. Get yeah. on with it without going too silly. Just keep the keep the steady stuff, which is which is what I'm all about. And it's, you know what, yeah. what I talk with clients about is how do we get it so we can steady it out and deal with the the, the psychological stuff that can often get in the way. And I've got to do that myself. I'm a work in progress. Yeah. You know, so. No, you are. You're always work in progress. Like I, like when like last year I had set out like a like a training plan for like myself and, uh, and certain goals and, you know, it was all very lovely. But what I found was it was too hard to fill in, too hard to track. And right. I'd probably set too many goals across too many different platforms. So, yes, I've got lots of achievements and, and some I would have achieved more in had I not injured my knee. But, but, I, but the, a lot of it ended up remaining blank. Right. So when I came about this year, I was like, right, you've got to make something that's a lot more achievable and a lot more, you know, pra- pragmatic. So what I've got this year is basically all the main things that we kind of do in a week at the gym. So the main strength exercises, the main Olympic lifting exercises, and the main gymnastics exercises, and then some of the Metcon things. So I've got like, the list of them and then I've got one goal this year which is to put 100 kilograms above my head that's my, my one goal right. um, and then what I do for each of those goals I've got each individual week um, so week one week two week three week four week five week six and when I do one of those things off that list I just tick it off so 
if we did deadlifts, I would tick off the done deadlift week one. And then what that does is shows if there's been a gap, if I've missed a right, session. Yeah. So over a two week period, right, yeah. I haven't done a deadlift in two weeks. At some point this week, I've got to do deadlifts. Yeah. And and so it's a, a lot easier to track and a, a lot easier to go, right, okay, I haven't done, I missed thrusters last week, missed them the week before. This week, at some point, got to do thrusters. Right, yeah, yeah. And now I just let it just tick over Whereas last year I was like, right, I've got to try and do this, try and do that, try and do the other. And it, what it did was it, it set me up for lots of failures because I was like, I can't fit all of this in. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, I've missed that, I've missed that, I've missed that, I've missed that. And so I was actually making myself look like I was like not achieving. And so I became like, it became like a negative. Whereas I was actually achieving, I just set myself too ambitious yeah, yeah. and too unmanageable a process. Whereas now I've like, no, okay, the process is fine. It's just, okay, what do I really need? What do I need to hit? Okay, I need, I only need to do that as extra because I've missed it, you know? That's actually a good thing because it's, it's, um, it's visual, isn't it? And I, I kind of encourage my clients to track sleep just based on red, amber, green. How do you feel mm-hmm. on one? And, I mean, you might have a gadget on your watch, yeah, but, yeah. but just how do you subjectively feel? Because visually, you can then see how many greens you're getting versus reds. So, yeah, yeah. visual, I like that idea of visually tracking. Um, so, yeah, things like that are really useful. Like, this is a complete aside, but I can remember speaking to like my best mate, and he was like having like a bit of a rubbish time in his job, and he's getting frustrated. And what he did was he basically wrote a calendar, had on his calendar, um, any day where he'd been at work and he didn't feel like he wanted to be at work. Uh, and he put it on and then once it got to a point he was able to say I need I need to like leave this right because he was like these days are getting more and more that's a powerful more and more frequent so it started off he was like you know two days a week we're to the point where he's like I'm sick here Mm. and then and then it was three days a week and then it and then he was like now's the time whereas you can be quite often put things to the back of mind yeah, oh, it'll yeah, be better yeah, tomorrow yeah. it'll be better and, and then it actually doesn't matter it's not getting any better yeah just little like visual stuff can be so powerful sometimes to help you anchor yourself you it can know? be yeah so it can be inspirational motivational but it can also be a wake-up call yeah so yeah you're right yeah i think cool. the sleep ones like this really yeah. like a really good one yeah. like you say yeah. well it's it's a very common thing for a lot for a lot of us i think particularly you know when you're juggling a lot that your sleep is it's often not great, but actually it's a way you can get some quick wins as well. Yeah. So, and if you can get visually to see it. So, uh, I was going to ask Emma. You were saying you, could, you were saying about obviously when you moved from your marriage, you got married because you got married last year. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's a big life shift, isn't it? So it's a, it's I can, I can see how you have to then re like sort out your how you manage your eating and your food and that kind of thing. So are you are you finding you're falling into routines now, new routines in, in married life with the eating side and healthier side of things for you? Um, healthier side, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and um, I should be I should be more in control because Wayne does all the shopping. Hmm. Um, and and so I just have whatever he has in the in the, in the freezer and stuff. But I do remind him, you know. Um, can we have vegetables, etc., and yeah. stuff? Um, and even when um, 
And so the diabetic nurse said, you can still eat the things you need, but just in moderation. Yeah. So I try to eat in in moderation now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Which kind of, kind of ties in what Mark was saying, that, you know, you, you want to enjoy them, don't you? But it's yeah. just a, a little changes. That's really, I think the key is a lot of this, is what little changes can you make? So um, like you're doing the CrossFit, you're doing the walking, you've got the Total Warrior coming. So those little changes sound like they'll, they'll help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my next um, diabetic um, test um, is, I think they're doing six months or 12 months, I can't remember. Mm. But hopefully um, the numbers will improve yeah. um, because I'm doing the more exercises. And I have made little changes yeah. here and there. Yeah. So. Right, that's it. Just to make little changes, like a sustainable little changes, you can do it all the time. Um, and if you get 10, 1%, that's 10%, you know. And that's what all we can really yeah. ask for. Yeah. 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 And you're right, the little change, because that, that's the, that's really a lot of my philosophy is when you're like me, a recovering all or nothing person who like, if you're not doing it like 100%, it's pointless doing it. But what that means is I'm pointless doing it most of the time. I'm just <laughs> yeah. not doing it because it's too much. Whereas yeah. you make those small changes and keep them changed and stick to them, they can have a big impact on it. I mean, I struggle with, like, if I was to put it all into healthy eating and stuff, I'd, 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 I'd give up. I struggle with mm. that as well, like, going going all in and, mm. and um, because I ended up, I end up giving, giving it up. So sometimes, like, with CrossFit, I'll have a break. It's important to me to have a break to re-boost, to, to re-enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because sometimes... Um, you'll say right I'm not coming today because I'm my energy's low and things and I think it's knowing yourself isn't it it's important to know that yeah for yourself It's it, there's a difference between like I can't be bothered and no I genuinely need to take some time yeah, yeah. I mean I get that a lot but I've started to recognise that a lot because in in life um, for me it's all about progression it's all about having something on the calendar to, to do each each week and, mm. and, and everything um, but I do, I do burn out, and I have yeah. recognised that. And then, but I still do feel guilty about not doing the things when I, when I've, when I've burnt out. I feel as if I should, but I've got to get out that mindset. Well, I, I, I think that's it's good to recognise, isn't it? That and should is a difficult word because I think should. Forget the word should. You could, but you're choosing not to, isn't it? You know, kind of. I mean, yeah. I'm, I was very good at should. Yeah, like, yeah. I should be this, and then I beat myself up. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably still do a little bit, but you you kind of learn, don't you? Learn to adapt to it. So you're doing the right things, aren't you? By the sounds of it, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like it's it, it is it's it's a hard like there's there was a day last week where I was like knackered and I trained and I was I said to Mick I was like I'm just just going through the motions here and I was just, like ambling around and like you know I can be quite bad sometimes for just being like. I'm gonna go anyway, right? Um, but in turn, I'm quite good at going. I know I'm not feeling my best here, so I'll do something. I'll like I'll try and achieve one little thing here. So, you know, when we were doing um, like the scale side of it, I actually put quite a lot of effort into there. But then in the workout, yeah. <laughs> I was like just going through the motions, and it and and I and I think that's you know, may you know in hindsight. Probably the f the physically best thing I could have done was probably go hmm. back and go to bed, but probably mentally, I probably th 
the thing I needed to do was what I did do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a hard, which, you know, it's a hard one to balance. Like, like I would have probably, it would probably have bothered me more long term for more days that I hadn't gone yeah. than it bothered me physically yeah. that I did. Yeah. And that can be quite a challenge as well. Like, like I know that, you know, I shouldn't really feel like I've got to go and, sh- and shouldn't really feel like I need to do this. But I kind of do. Yeah. And I can, and if I don't, I feel like quite bad, which is quite an unhealthy habit to to be in. And and but you've got to kind of manage. You can't change it all at once, well, you know. I think that's a brilliant point because we're we're all, we're all who we are, and you know, we're not trying to be. Well, uh, uh, this is me telling me. I'm not trying to be perfect, <laughs> Dave. I'm not trying to be perfect. What you're trying to do is enjoy life, accept who you are, knock off a few rough edges here and there. And be a bit compassionate with yourself at times. Yeah, yeah. So I think you're right. There's trade-offs, isn't there? Sometimes you'll trade off and stuff this. I just need to have a lie in. Or no, actually, do you know what? That might not, you know, that might have a counter effect on me mental health or whatever. You know, for different, different people. So, but I'll just go and I'll, I'll just, I'll do the do do something so I feel all right, and I'll do the minimum effective dose. I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it is about just relaxing about in terms of into yourself and and. That word should. It's a, no, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a word that can get you into lots of bother, like the burnout. I know I've I've burnt myself out a few times with it. So I think you're in a good place if you can spot when burnout. Yeah, if you can see yeah, it. So like during one day, if I've had a busy day that day, right? I'll say, well, I've, I have made a plan for the next day, but um, I'm really um, I really need to stop in. Right. So. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but when I test it, maybe sometimes on a night saying, "Oh, I'm not coming to class." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it depends how I feel on the on on the morning whether I've had yeah. a good night's sleep as well because sleep is is important as well. Getting adequate amount of sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I've done a couple of episodes on that and and talk about. I'm actually going to revisit that over the next few weeks in the podcast. Not not to to repeat stuff, just to re-emphasize it because you're right. I mean. Yeah. The difference between a good night's sleep and how you do the next day and a poor night's sleep is massive, isn't it? And, it's huge. And also for me, it's like um, getting out the door as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when, whenever, like, but if I really want to do something, th- then I'll plan for that. Um, and but and sometimes, like over the years, I've I've let a lot of people down because I haven't done the activities that that I've signed up for or, or etc. Yeah. Due to um, exhaustion from previous right, right. activities. Yeah, which is a good point. So you're balancing it out so that you um, don't get to that point. Yeah. 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 So it's like that urban old over, overcommit and underdeliver, isn't it? Like yeah. It can be easy to fall into that trap yeah. of saying, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But really, you can't you can't do them all sometimes, yeah. can you? Well, it's a classic coaching thing, isn't it? Like, you can, you can do it all, just not all at once. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and so, like you were telling me, because you were saying... Um, You've got loads of goals, and there's loads of things you want to do in life. And you were talking about um, at school how you wanted to do all sorts of different things, be all sorts of, um, you know, try this, do that, be, be yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's look, that's that's part of life to want to do all these things, to have adventures. That's what the restless midlife is about. Is let's get back to that spirit of adventure, but at the same time just realise. <laughs> realise what the limitations are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And kind of just, you know, that's being human, isn't it? And especially, you know, for my age, it's, um, you know, I can easily burn out. I, you know, I can, my sign is a sore throat. Um, yeah. And that's what starts to flare up if if I'm on that edge. Yeah, yeah. But usually it's not because I'm 
you know, it's not because of the training or this, it's because I'm doing that with that and that with that. Yeah, and I want to do yeah, this yeah. and I'm not sleeping as well and that kind of thing. That's why. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, it's been a great episode. I hope um, I hope there's been lots of food for thought for everybody there. Um, for me, it's been great just to tap in, especially Emma, just your your story and, and thank you for your support over the uh, the journey with the North the yeah. Northern yeah. Championships. It was Couldn't great. Jumping about, yeah. yeah. Fifty percent, Dave. That's right. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Come on. And there's a name, right? Just the title. It's not me being narcissistic. I hope that was a placeholder name, wasn't it? A jokey name for the the fast weekend yeah. early this year. And um, I think you just used it because we couldn't think of it. Uh, it just it just sort of made me laugh. It was like a placeholder name because obviously it was Dave, 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 me and um, uh, uh, your lad. Yeah, um, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, sorry, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. So and so it had been used as like a placeholder name, but it just made me laugh. And then um, I was like, it's actually a good name. And then <laughs> so when we signed up for this, just straight away, I was just like, that's got to be our name, fifty percent Dave. Um, <laughs> Like it wasn't was nothing to do with Dave. I can promise you, it wasn't. It wasn't his, <laughs> like his idea. I did all the sign up. It just for whatever reason, it just made us chuckle. And so, yeah. I got Emma brought us a fifty percent Dave sign. So did Rosie, didn't she? Yeah, she yeah, had a sign and the support. So we got great. some got some t shirts and uh, yeah. got some good photos. It was um, it was a cracking day. It was a it was a good, really good one. You're away on holiday for the next one, aren't yeah. You? So I can't do the August one, but. Um, yeah, but I, I think our next challenge is I'll do well, some good marathon, but if we can find something to do again, me and you, Emma, yeah. um, then that'll be good. But I think this is the point of it for me, just to wrap up the, the, the episode, is to sort of take a point. This is when, whenever you're setting yourself goals, is it's easy to move on to the next thing without appreciating what you're doing. This doesn't have to be a fitness goal. It could be a work goal. It could be a qualification or whatever. We're often on to the next thing. And part of it is let's just stop, take stock, appreciate it, learn from what we can, but then look at the next thing, but allow yourself that balance and enjoy it. So what are the, what's the next adventure? And for me, for you, the listeners, is what are the many adventures you can have that will take you on the direction of travel you want in your life? Midlife and beyond is about investing in your health, having those adventures, shifting things in life that perhaps don't complement that or or getting in the way of that. So thanks for your time. Thank, thank you, uh, thank Mark you. and Emma. Absolutely pleasure. Great to have you along. Yeah. Um, no doubt I'll have you on again at some point. But no, um, thank you for the oh, yeah. advice as well. And uh, cheers, Emma, for sharing your story yeah, as well. Thanks. I think thanks. We'll, see you at, uh, we'll see you in the Opens on uh, Friday for the first one. Ready yeah. for it. Get in. Brilliant. And thank you. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You'll find all show notes, links, and resources mentioned at midlifereshape.com forward slash podcast. And it would mean so much if you could spread the word to your fellow restless midlifers. Share the show and links. And if you aren't already, subscribe to the show in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing. If you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting midlifereshape.com forward slash review. It would mean so much. And I may even give you a shout out in return. And a quick final thanks to production assistant Karen North of North BA and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers at musicformakers.com. Take care for now. And don't forget, you really can reshape your midlife health and rekindle that spirit of adventure.